Welcome back in. Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Back from the holiday weekend, back from the long weekend, and here we are. Game week for your New England Patriots. We are your home for Patriots football. Pats, Dolphins, Sunday at 1. And I'm pumped to uh, re-announce that every Tuesday during the season at this time, Patriots broadcaster, the voice of the Pats, Bob Sosi, is going to be with us, and he's here now. Bob Year three for you and me here on this show. We appreciate it as always. Welcome back. How are you? Hey, Brady. I'm great. It's good to be with you, and it's exciting. It's it's opening week of the NFL, of course, a couple of days away from the first game, L.A. versus Buffalo, yeah. and less than a week away before the Pats play their first, obviously, in Miami. But always great to catch up. And, uh, you know, always reassuring to see you still true to your teams wearing your Seattle Mariners <laughs> ball cap as we speak. It's been, a, you know, it's, a, it's been a good season, better season for the M's than the Red Sox, although go figure. The one Red Sox game I went to this year was the uh, Franchi Cordero walk-off grand slam against the Mariners. <laughs> well, the, the one Red Sox game that I went to and, and stayed for start to finish was the game in which I think they gave up 27 runs to the Toronto <laughs> Blue Jays. So, <laughs> but, 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 my, but my beloved Mets, albeit coming off a series loss to Washington, nonetheless, like your Mariners, have been a, a, a source of uh, you know, excitement and optimism <laughs> as we head toward the fall. Well, let's talk about the Patriots because there hasn't been a whole lot of optimism right now about them heading into week one. And it's very interesting because I think the opinions of what this season should be are all over the map. I saw Tom Curran last week you know, suggest that he thought this was a bridge year till 2023. I don't agree with that. I think you should be trying to, you know, build on last year, which was a pretty darn good season. What do you think are fair goals, expectations for this team as we head towards into the season? Well, I kind of go back to the spring and draw from the owner, Robert Kraft, and his comments during the owners' meetings regarding uh, the inability, his disappointment in not winning a playoff game the last few years, the amount of money that was spent in free agency prior to the 2021 season. And now the fact that you're in year two of that four-year window mm-hmm. when you have a rookie quarterback, your franchise quarterback, at least you'd like to think so, who's on that rookie deal. And, and to me, in the Patriots' position, considering the history of the franchise un- under the current ownership with the current head coach, I, I think the term bridge year, and, and, I, and I see where Tom is going with it, and, and the Patriots are going to have – a lot more cap space next year, for example. Maybe last year's spending, uh, this year's development is all pointing toward 2023, and, and maybe we'll look back on it that way. But again, based on the expectations that have always been there for this team and also the way the owner uh, stated things in the spring, I, I really uh, have a difficult time uh, even thinking about this being a bridge year for the Pats. Certainly, you're right. There have been a lot of questions about this team. But nonetheless, I, I think that you know they've done enough with this roster in the last couple of years that they have to take a step forward. They should be able to take a step forward this year after you know the playoff disappointment last season against Buffalo. You know, all the talk this offseason has been about the offense and the problems with the offense and who's calling the plays and the install, et cetera. I want to take it in a slightly different direction. My biggest question right now for you is about the defense because the defense is so new, right? You lose J.C. Jackson. You've got some nice pieces in the secondary, but some of them are unproven. Whole new linebacker crew, and it's still a team that didn't get after the quarterback exceptionally well last year. My biggest fear is that the offense struggles – 
and the defense isn't capable of picking them up until the offense gets going. Are my defensive concerns justified, or you being in the room every day, have you seen something different? Well, I think it's hard to say that you know those concerns aren't valid at this point, considering the way last year ended. And granted, they have overhauled the defense in a lot of respects. I mean, there are still the the safeties who form you know, the strength of this defense and in the nucleus, when you're talking about leadership, Devin McCourty, Adrian Phillips, I mean, Kyle Duggar emerging now uh, as a player who's really a leader off the field, as well as a, a presence on it. And up front, uh, you know, they committed to, to Devon Godchaw re- restructuring his deal, giving him an extension, Christian Barmore coming off a promising year, uh, Matt Judon, of course, trying to build on the 12 and a half sacks last year and have a finish this year that more resembles the start of his 2021. Uh, so, you know, those are known pieces on that defense, but they've overhauled the linebacking core. Uh, they've looked to get faster. Certainly, as you've mentioned, uh, the secondary not only is missing J.C. Jackson, but this time last year, although he was injured, there was still Stefan Gilmore, mm-hmm. who was part of the organization. Uh, but they have drafted two cornerbacks, both of whom, you know, during the preseason, I think showed improvement and showed the capability of at least being out there at some point this year. And and it's all to combat, I think, what we've seen offensively from teams that have given them problems the last several seasons, the need for athleticism and speed to cover in space, to tackle in space. And all that's going to be tested this weekend against the Miami Dolphins with what they've done offensively and really with the concepts of their head coach, Mike McDaniel, based on what he did with Kyle Shanahan most recently in San Francisco. So I think the concerns that you have are certainly valid. Uh, the, the defense has a lot of questions to answer. I mean, the Patriots you know, didn't spend uh, a, a lot in free agency this year. They added some, some pieces uh, on that side of the ball, like, like Terrence Mitchell, who didn't make the initial 53-man roster as a cornerback. They, they re-signed Malcolm Butler out of retirement. Of course, he's gone for the season. Uh, so they're going to be counting on Jalen Mills uh, to be the leader of that secondary from the cornerback position and John Jones as well. Uh, but I think there are a lot of unknowns. I decided that I like the wide receiver room better than most, right? Initially, I was upset they didn't draft a wide out in the first round. They go get Tyquan Thornton in the second. I like the depth of the wide receiver room more than I thought I was. But what's going on with Kendrick Bourne? This was a guy who was arguably their most productive receiver last year, a guy who can catch the ball in the middle of the field, has some breakaway speed, can do some gadget plays, and by all accounts appears to be a great teammate who brings a lot of energy. So why does it appear he's fallen out of favor here over the last couple weeks of training camp? Well, Brady, I think it goes back even to the beginning of training camp. I don't think you have the start to training camp that that they were looking for coming off of last season. And, you know, it's been really a, a, a case where Troy Brown Yesterday, when asked about Kendrick Bourne, uh, you know, essentially said that uh, he didn't have the type of offseason this year that he had last year. Uh, he, he is working hard, but, you know, in, in Brown's words, uh, they're going to go with the guys who've earned it uh, this week against the Miami Dolphins. And, and so, well, I did couch things in the middle of his statement about Kendrick yesterday as we speak. It wasn't necessarily a, a ringing vote of confidence, yeah. and it kind of reflects, I think, conventional thought regarding Bourne. Now, there's been a lot of discussion this year, and, and you, you alluded to it, regarding this, the changes the Patriots have made uh, with their offense, streamlining things, uh, consolidating the playbook, changing terminology. And, and Jacoby Myers, 
who uh, has been Mr. Steady in the words of Troy Brown and has you know, looked very comfortable uh, through the preseason and training camp practices that we've seen him out there with Mac Jones. He's looked like Jacoby uh, of 2021, if not better. Uh, he, however, talked early in training camp about this new offense and how it was difficult uh, still to, to make the adjustment. So perhaps that's a big factor for Kendrick Bourne. I, I can't say, but it certainly was alarming for him not to dress in the second preseason game versus Carolina. He did appear to bounce back the week of joint practices from where I saw it uh, against Las Vegas and show some of the energy. We didn't get a great look at those practices because of our point of view at the complex there. But nonetheless, I think one thing that stood out on a positive note for the Patriots was that Bourne looked a little more energetic. It looked like he had rebounded from you know whatever it was that kept him out of the lineup, kept him out of uh, uniform for that second preseason game. But you're absolutely right. I, I agree with you. I think the receiver room as a whole, particularly if Thornton can come back and contribute around the midpoint of the season, because I thought he showed that he was making a lot of strides as a rookie then I, I think it is a deep room that can be a productive room. But, but Bourne is the enigma at this point. Offensively, I think, you know, we always ask, what's a team's identity? And I guess for the Patriots, the identity is that they have no consistent identity and they just change it up always. What do you think we'll see on Sunday as far as an offensive game plan? Last year, I would have told you, oh, they're just going to play bully ball and try to run teams over. That With this offensive line right now, it doesn't appear that that's really necessarily the strength as we sit here today, but I also don't think they're going to throw it 55 times on Sunday. Like, What do you think we're going to see from a game plan perspective? Well, I think the, the, the intention this year with no fullback to begin with, uh, I think with what we've seen formationally thus far, and granted there's been so much made of, of the outside zone blocking and, and, and the attempts to implement more outside zone running, in their offense. But I think you're going to see a team that's going to try to be a, a unpredictable offensively with more skilled players on the field. And no fullback means uh, someone who's more productive in the passing game. But that, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to abandon the run, in my opinion. So I think what they're going to try to do, and, and we've, we, we, we've heard Belichick talk about you know, third down backs versus three down backs. I think we're, and we've seen a bit of that in the preseason as well now with James White in retirement, I think that you're probably going to see Ramadre Stevenson out there uh, on three downs in a series, Damian Harris out there for three downs in a series, and, and try to take advantage of, of, of a bit of unpredictability uh, rather than having those 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 roles. As much as they were a game plan offense, when James White was in there, it was either going to be a, a pass to the back or maybe a, you know, a change to a gun run out of the shotgun formation. I think that, you know, in, in the case of the Patriots against the Dolphins, they do have to change things up offensively because Miami's had a good beat on them the last couple of years under Brian Flores with Josh Boyers as defensive coordinator, who also new head coach for the Dolphins and, and a lot of new concepts offensively. It's the same DC in Boyer. And, uh, you know, I think that Dolphins defense became a strength overall last year, but it's been especially uh, uh, difficult to solve for the Patriots. You know, I'll get you out of here on this. I remember. I mean, at this point, it's probably five years ago or so after they played in the AFC title game. The Patriots went to Jacksonville in in week two of the next season, and they got run off the field. Now, that was an athletic Jacksonville team. It was also 102 degrees or whatever. How does the South Florida heat impact things on Sunday? 
Well, the Patriots are going to try to lessen the impact if it has an impact negatively. They're down there today as we speak. They're traveling uh, from New England to South Florida. They're going to practice at Palm Atlantic uh, University, Palm Beach Atlantic University, and uh, work out there this week to get acclimated, uh, to give themselves a shot. Interestingly, uh, a buddy, Andy Hart, from a competing radio mm-hmm. station of mine, <laughs> had a stat. Well, the Patriots have really struggled, as we all know, in South Florida. And they've, they've, they've struggled against the Dolphins head-to-head, having lost four of the last five and three in a row o- overall. But when you look at the struggles they've had in South Florida in particular, Andy documented that they've gone one in six in their last seven games in December and January at Miami. But they're six and one in their early season hmm. games against the Dolphins in their last seven. Now, the last time they opened the season against the Dolphins in Miami was 2014. And I remember that game, they, they were beaten by the Dolphins. No, Sean Moreno had a big day. Ryan Tannehill led Miami back in that game late. Uh, the Patriots lost a fumble, got a punt blocked in that game and, and, and fell in the season opener. And they went on to win Super Bowl 49, as we know. And, and, you, and you mentioned that game against Jacksonville. They rebounded from that to win Super Bowl 53 uh, after – being beaten badly in 2018. So I think it has had an impact. Typically, we've really seen it late in the year because generally the schedule's been flipped. The Patriots have hosted the Dolphins early and then gone to Miami late. This year, they've had a hot training camp. They were practicing in 100-plus degree heat, albeit a dry heat in Las Vegas. (laughs) It was a little humid. It was extremely hot, uh, like an oven. So – Perhaps while the weather's cooling and it's getting rainier uh, here in New England, thankfully, as you and I mm-hmm. speak, nonetheless, the Patriots have had a lot of exposure to high heat, high humidity thus far this training camp, this preseason, and now they're going to get more of it this week leading up to the game because it'll be in South Florida. Bob Sosi, voice of the Patriots. We are your home for the Patriots. Pats, Dolphins, 1 p.m. kickoff on Sunday. Bob, we appreciate it. We can't wait for the season to start and can't wait to have you on every Tuesday. We'll do it again in seven days. Sounds great, Brady. Thanks.